0: We have a voice. Each and every one of us have a voice. And more than a voice, we have a story. I have a story, and I guess you have a story. This is Now Tell Us, and I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Now Tell Us, we get to have people come and speak out, tell us a story, inspire us, educate us on a subject. And today, it's no exception. We have a great guest with us she has a hard name to pronounce but i've been practicing let me see if i'm gonna get it right her name is masha vane uh, weinsberg weinsberg okay i got it yeah masha Vane weinsberg <laughs> i hope she'll tell us when she comes because i know she's hearing me from somewhere but uh, anyway let's go to the show and uh, cover the topic your voice needs to be heard are you ready? So join me as we go and meet Masher. Here we go. we are going to meet Masha now
1: hello oh. masha <laughs> hello anthony how are you
0: i'm fine and i hope good. you are too
1: i am great thank you i'm great i've been enjoying this in the back end and just waiting for everything to come out all good
0: okay yeah and i've been having a hard time here I'm trying to practice your name
1: <laughs> and it's a big name it's a big yeah
0: name. tell great. us how to pronounce it exactly as you would want it
1: Okay, Marsha Van Winesburg.
0: Van Winesburg, it doesn't look yeah. like that. But anyway, <laughs> it's a long name. And you've got to tell us how it came to be you. Van okay,
1: so I've been married for, it will be 30 years this year. And wow. my, yeah, I know. And when we were joking when I got married that, you know, maybe my husband, maybe I didn't have to change my name or maybe he could change his name. And he used to joke and say, no, no, it took me my whole life to get this name figured out. You're going to have to use it. So, And it is actually really funny because a lot of my family will send me, like when they mail things, they'll say to like Marsha Van W. They still don't spell the name. Very, very <laughs> useful. So I'm just very used to it.
0: Now, it must be very a, a very courageous person who uh, tries to write that name. So...
1: <laughs> and it's, it's good to have a it. unique
0: name. It's good. It's a good thing to have a unique name. Nobody else has it, I guess.
1: No, actually, the, there's a blessing because on any of my social media platforms, or if you go to Google and you start typing Marsha Van W, mm-hmm. like it's almost all me. And so that's a blessing because it's easier to, you know, connect the dots then. So
0: that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So let us know where are you?
1: I am in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada.
0: You're in Canada. How I'm, is it yeah. I, I guess it's snowing right now.
1: Yeah, it is. And you know why? It's actually, we had a lot of snow in the last two days. We mm-hmm. haven't had snow. It's been, we had a big snowstorm right before Christmas and then it was nothing. So this is, you know, I guess lots of us were just getting used to no snow, but not, not such the case. Now we have it.
0: Mm-hmm. And is that where you were born?
1: Yes, I was actually born about um, probably three hours away from where I live now, but I've lived in Ontario my whole life.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, tell us a, a bit about your story Be- before we come to uh, talking about your voice. Let's <laughs> know about your growing up and some experiences. We love stories.
1: Oh, I know. I love I love stories. Um, mm. So my name is Marsha, and I, you know, I... <laughs> I've been using my voice for a long time and in in the seventies and eighties, I was that kid that was like too much. Sorry, mom and dad, if you hear this, I was too much. I was like always, always talking bossy, all of those pieces. And I often like to joke now that those are leadership skills, right? Like can we foster those leadership skills instead of um, hiding our voices? And so I have been using my voice for a number of years in a lot of different ways And it wasn't until my most difficult experience that I started to recognize the power of our voices and using my voice. And about a decade ago, we started to deal with teen substance abuse. And I found myself being really small, like, to be honest, really, really small in my own life, because we just go into protective mode, right? We want to save ourselves from the judgment, the the opinions, the criticisms of others. And so playing small felt safe. And I say safe because we all, nobody wants to be exposed. Nobody wants to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And eventually there came a point where, sure, I was safe, but I was very much alone, very much isolated. And I still had the problems. And that was a moment when I recognized that my way wasn't working at all. And as well, when I, when you deal with a situation like this, You're as a parent, your hands are very much tied. It's very hard for people to understand, but your hands are very tied. I, there was Mm -hmm. so many things that I could not do and I could not help. I could not fix it. I couldn't, very, very tied. So my Mm -hmm. voice was the only thing I could use. And I started to use my voice in ways because it was the only change that I could create. So that was, you know, in small groups, in safe groups, in small stages, um, eventually on some Facebook lives and then some podcasts. And I started to trust and use my voice when it was really scary, when it was, you know, I was afraid of what people would think. And the most interesting thing happened because we don't speak up because we're so afraid of what the people in our life are going to think or say about us Mm -hmm. when actually our voice will connect us with the people outside of that circle and that is who we can actually support and help and make a difference with. So I often say that when you're afraid to use your voice, you might be looking at the people in your circle right now and making a decision based on that. But the people that you're meant to impact and the people who can impact your life aren't in that circle. They're not even in that circle. They're outside of that circle. So you mm-hmm. have to outside of yourself and know that your voice can make a massive difference.
0: Mm. Now you mentioned two important things there, two very great insights. And when you were growing up and how people used to, used to perceive you and maybe how you were not and looking back, you see that there were good qualities where people could say, oh, now this is a, an unruly child. And this goes to parents out there mm-hmm. who need to observe the children and see if whatever they consider a, a bad action a bad habit could actually uh, come out to be a strong point of their 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 lives so uh, leadership skills from being someone who's bossy (laughs) that's interesting yes and um the others yeah people are hearing that and they'll hear much more now i want to know this Uh, you are growing up that way and um the, the parents, your parents were seeing you in one way, uh, teachers and the students maybe. And uh, it's true. Something was happening behind the scenes. You, you you, ended up, tell us about that. Something that was not so, really not so good.
1: Oh, I ended up being in this space of like wanting to, um, I don't know, feeling like I had a bigger purpose, feeling like I had more to do, more to offer, more to help. Mm. And so I mean, I mean, I remember going back, I think I was maybe 10 or 11 years old and I asked my parents if I could speak in a public speaking contest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and they were like, absolutely not. I'm like, why not? And like, cause that's scary. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we, we always project from ourselves, right? My, in their mind, that was like, that's scary, putting yourself out there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Not scary for me. I want to do it. And so I did. I put myself in those situations and kept putting myself out into those circles. So I did use my voice for a lot of years until I felt like too much of what was happening in our life was not something that I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't know how to share it because I was in a lot of pain at that time. And I was feeling a lot of the emotions at that time and learning how to share that message and share my voice. The first few times I I was beyond scared. I was so scared of what will people think and say until when I started to speak, I had people messaging me saying like that, that's my story. You like, you actually just shared my story, but I've never told a soul. And I started to hear so many people that were, who were feeling what I was feeling. And all of a sudden I had that little light switch moment that we all need. That's mm-hmm. like, wait, I'm not alone. You mean it's not just me? Like mm-hmm. when we're in the middle of pain, we assume it's only us. We assume mm-hmm. we are that we are the, the only ones in the world that are struggling, which is so ridiculous that mm-hmm. we all do it. And being able to use my voice and share has allowed me to connect with people from, and I mean literally all over the world. It's opened up doors and opportunities and friendships and connections. It's been the best thing that I have ever done for myself. And it's helped me to connect to those people, but it's also helped me to heal and trust my voice to keep using it.
0: And what could that story be? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, what could that story be that I could in- identify with and say, oh, that, that was me? Mm-hmm. For me- that
1: right. For, for me, it was that, I mean, in full transparency, as a mom, I thought I had failed everything. Mm-hmm. I thought I had failed everything and I, I didn't want to be seen and I didn't want to be heard. And, you know, tell me, show me one parent who doesn't think that they're failing at one point in time. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, we're all, so being seen is vulnerable, but being vulnerable allows us to connect. And that's, that's the piece of connection. That's really powerful. And if you go, I hardly ever do a podcast without referencing Bernie Brown, but the one thing she talks about is like the number one need as humans that we want and crave is connection. And you cannot get to connection Mm -hmm. without allowing yourself to be seen. And you can't allow yourself to be seen unless you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to be heard.
0: Mm. And that goes out to someone who's listening out there. You've got to be seen and to be Mm -hmm. seen, you've got to be vulnerable, but that's Mm -hmm. where it all starts towards your greatness, I guess. Now tell us about that. Uh I dream of big dreams and then I put myself in a, a box like I don't wanna go out there. Mm-hmm. And that is maybe influenced by the people that I surround myself with. How do I come out of that box? What are the steps? Do you have some tips to to, to just do that to, to come out and, and and speak out and be heard? Which mm-hmm. are the steps that you can give us?
1: No, that's such a great question. What I would ask first, if you will feel yourself in that box, and we've all been in that box, right, for anybody who's listening, um, get clear on what does it feel like in that box? Do you like the feeling of the box? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel like there's opportunities? Does it feel like you have connections? Because people say it's really uncomfortable to share your voice and be heard. I say yes, and it's uncomfortable to be in the box it's uncomfortable to not be hurt. It's uncomfortable to be isolated. Like you get to decide what discomfort means to you. You get to decide what you choose. So yes, it's very uncomfortable to put yourself out there and it's uncomfortable to be small and to not live up to the potential that every single one of us has. Every single one of us has. That's mm-hmm. important. And so one of the first things I would say is getting clear on what it is that, you know, what are you craving more of? If you're craving more of connection, you're not going to find it in the box. If you're craving more freedom with your voice, you're not going to find it in the box. If you're craving more growth, growth in yourself, and you know, deep down, you have a message that can help others, you won't find it in the box. So yes, you don't. Like you don't jump into one. You take steps. We take baby steps and that's what we do. So when I think back to some of my very first baby steps, they were like Facebook lives. They were doing, um, we didn't have stories then when I first started, they Mm -hmm. were, where can I speak in small groups? I did small stages and I did 10 minute talks. I was scared to death of doing some of those things. So how can you put yourself a tiny bit outside of that comfort zone because you, I mean, as humans, our number one concern is that we want to be safe. You might not think that that's your concern, but it's like literally your subconscious mind. It's, it's responsibilities to keep you safe. And so how can you take one step and start to recognize that um, I'm safe, I'm safe, and I'm okay. Like, it's definitely, I'm okay. You need to rewrite that story. Secondly, getting your thoughts outside of yourself can make such a big difference and what I mean by that is, is that like we all can make a difference, we all have gifts to use, we all have impact that we can create, and it only happens outside of the box and outside of ourselves. We have to start to think about like how can this help others? And we all have something that can help others. So when I first started to share, I just I just had this, this deep-seated feeling that if I could connect with others. And if I could help others, then and turn my pain into a purpose, then that that would feel good, like that would feel good to do something with like the most difficult story of my life. So start thinking outside of yourself and recognize that you can actually help others. And my tagline, I say it all the time might sound cheesy to some, but it's like literally someone somewhere is praying for the solutions you're holding on to, Mm -hmm. like get out of your own head, and get out of your own way and start to use them. Because those connections that it can create, they're beautiful.
0: Yeah, someone somewhere is praying for the solutions that I could be having. Yes, someone is waiting for me to speak. And the purpose of me giving my voice out there is to help someone make an impact in some areas, a society, an organization. Mm -hmm. Church or school or whatever it is, but then comes the question that I ask myself: Am I really qualified for that? Am, am I the person? Am, am I-, <laughs> I? Love this. <goodness. laughs>
1: I love that you went here because mm-hmm. anybody who knows me knows this is a this is a big question and a big comment. Um, and I this isn't mine. This is something I've learned through um, listening to Ed Milet's podcast, one of my absolute favorite podcasters the things that we judge ourselves for the experiences that we walk through the things that we criticize ourselves for the things that the things that we believe disqualify us for the work that we are here to do are actually the things that qualify us you're mm. qualified you just might be inexperienced and mm. you can gain experience so we're all i and i mean this i mean this wholeheartedly we are all So like we're, we're born qualified. We're born with a gift and a purpose and something that we're supposed to do while we're here. Right? Like we're not supposed Mm -hmm. to just sit on Netflix for 24 hours and do nothing. We know that. Like we're not, we're meant to make an impact. And so the, the reasons that we stop ourselves most of the time is because we feel feel like I'm not qualified, like I'm not good enough to do that. And Mm -hmm that's just your ego talking you out of it trying to keep you safe putting you back in the box and going oh it's really scary outside of this box stay in here where it's safe that's why i think it's really important that you go back to that list that i told you that i mentioned about describing what does it feel like in the box i know when i'm in that box it's stifling and i feel like i'm not living into my purpose i feel like i'm not connecting with the people that i'm meant to and so i have convinced my subconscious mind that box is more uncomfortable than stepping out is. Mm-hmm. And so I don't choose to stay there. So I would say that everyone who's listening, and yourself included, that you are far more qualified than you think you are. And the things that you judge yourself on for not being qualified, they are the things that qualify you, you just don't have the experience, how do you get the experience you do. It's an action. It's the only way is you get the experience by doing You can listen to the podcast. You can read the books. You can do all the things. They're great for mindset. They don't move the needle forward and they don't move you out of the box. You move yourself out of the box. That's the only way. Mm. And then I go,
0: I move out of the box. I go and stand on a stage. I ask for a, a space to pass my message. To give a speech and inspire people uh, everywhere, and then out of the audience, I'm gonna hear someone say, "You are not the one." <laughs> I mean, you don't.
1: <laughs> oh, you're gonna get them. You're oh, gonna get fair. them. That's a fair one. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: or maybe you put your video out there in the, on social media, and people are saying, "No, uh, I okay, I'll, I'll leave the details." But I've experienced that. You put out a video out there and there's someone coming, calling you names. Some okay. are haters, and some are giving you feedback that you may apply on. And Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I, I love that you said this because when you put yourself out there, <clears throat> there are people that are literally sitting there online ready to pounce on on things. They're ready to pounce on your topics. They're ready to, <laughs> and we all know we hear this someone's response is speaks more about them than you, right? Like how somebody comes on and shows up in your comments speaks more about them than you. It doesn't mean that it doesn't sting. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're human. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to sting. I would say the last six months and people who know me really well, I have received probably the most hate comments I have ever had. And it did. It actually did make me go quiet for a little while. I'm not going to lie. Because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and you're putting yourself out there. And I think one of the things you have to keep coming back to is I have little criteria that I have in my, in my head, everybody's allowed to their opinion. They're allowed. Like they're absolutely allowed. Um, It's my page. I can block, delete, and move anybody that I want. Right. It's my page. I get to Mm -hmm. choose. I decide my boundaries, like boundaries are huge. What, what gets access to my energy? I decide that. Mm -hmm. And then. Another thing that I've always used, and I I go back and remind myself this, is this a person that I would invite into my house, have dinner with, have a conversation with? And I mean, I don't even get that far. The answer is always like, no. And it's like, if it's a no, then who cares? Because we spend so much time worrying about that 1%, that 1% Mm -hmm. angry, upset, miserable person who's hurting when there's 99% who are cheering you on, who are saying, Oh, my God, thank God, they're speaking, thank God, they're doing something, like, stop spending your time worrying about the 1%. Because that 1% is just putting right back in the box that you said was miserable that you didn't want to be in. And you're letting them stop you They, I say this with love, they didn't stop you, you're letting them stop you. That's two different things. So remember, get the picture bigger. Who are you speaking for? Who are you connecting with? We're not meant to connect with 100% of the people. And we're not meant to because like, we're just not, we're not, we're like, we, we might have an impact and a reach with like maybe 10 to 20% of the people that we actually come across. So stop giving the power to those few people who are showing up in a very angry energy, they probably treat most people that way and they're not your problem to fix
0: yeah and at some times uh, those people who are doing that i've come to know that some of them are crying for help they, they are in a situation where they they need you to pay attention to them and uh, mm-hmm. give them a new perspective in life
1: that's such a good point They it is it is in some ways a cry for help and if they want to create change, they might circle back to you. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, Your voice, I promise you, anybody listening, when you start to use your voice, you will be a trigger for some people. You will be a trigger for some people. because, Mm -hmm. Because I've shared that I was a parent who dealt with teen substance abuse and I've really had to navigate a lot of opinions, judgments, and criticisms from others. And I have worked with people who have overcome and shared incredibly difficult stories. What happens sometimes is people will message me and say, that's impossible. You don't know my story. And they'll give me like 20 voice notes of everything that's wrong with their story. Because that story I say this with love, that's their identity. That's who they, that's who they are.
0: That's Mm -hmm. their identity.
1: That's what they know. And that's what they hold on to changing. That is changing who they are. They have to get to a space of saying, I don't want to be this person anymore. And I want to change from this. And they have to be willing to let go of that identity. I had to do that. I was a victim for a really long time. I was an angry, miserable person. I honestly was. And I had to learn to let go of that identity before I could move on. So it's, don't judge them. Don't meet them with a ton of anger. You just get to decide what gets access to you. And I've been getting really good at like block, delete, and move on because I'm not here to convince anyone. I'm not. I'm here to give hope to people who do want to use their voice and change their story.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you also our viewers. We see you. We thank you for participating. We have Achlo Vero, who says uh, we are meant to make a change. And I, I, he thinks many people miss this point in life, that we are here to make a, an impact.
1: That is such a, I believe, 100% believe we're here to make an impact. And I think people miss that because, not because we're rotten people, but because we get caught up in ourselves. We get caught up in ourselves and our story and our pain and our difficulties and our challenges. And I actually think that we can shift and change a lot of that when we can get outside of ourselves and think about the bigger picture. And I'll tell you, it's very healing when you can start to do something good with a difficult time in your life. It really is healing. It's I I can't even there's no words that do that justice. Hmm.
0: Jeremy is asking, what's the topic? Oh, the topic that we've been covering is that your voice needs to be heard. Uh No, heard, rather. (laughs) Your voice needs to be heard. Go out there and speak out, tell your story, and make an impact in the world. Because um, by you keeping quiet, you're denying someone an opportunity to hear something new, to to apply something in their life that can be life-changing. Mm -hmm. Them learning from your story that you're willing to be vulnerable at could be the turning point of their lives.
1: And as soon as it's the turning point of their life, it also impacts you. Like I like you don't do it for that reason, but you grow as a person and you learn. And you know what? You also build some confidence and courage then too. Because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you start to connect with people, it's like, okay. It was scary to use my voice. Those one or two people didn't agree with it, but oh my gosh, there's like 10 other messages here from people who did agree with it. So maybe that, that becomes that reinforcing, like I can do it again and I can do it again. And every time I think about using my voice, especially, and I've just done it in the last few days on a really vulnerable topic that when it's hard to do that, I stop and think who's in my life today. Because of vulnerability. And I will tell you, like 95% of the people in my life today are here because I chose to share a vulnerable story. And I can't even fathom where I would be. I don't even know if I'd be here, to be honest, where mm-hmm. I would be today if I hadn't done this and allowed to build these beautiful connections and relationships with people.
0: Are you willing to share with us uh, that vulnerable story?
1: The one that I just shared? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I mean, I put myself out here, right? So this is exactly what we're doing. Yeah, I just did. um, And it's on my Facebook. It's on my Instagram. I did an IG live talking about what's happening in Canada. For um, we have what's called a maid program. And it is medically assisted in dying. And yes, it is for end of life. It is for you know, it's been a, a program in place for people who are at end stage dealing with diseases. And in Canada as of March 17th. They are now opening it up to mental health for the ages of 18 and older. And yeah, it's actually really disturbing. So parents will not be able to, like it's, they do not have to notify parents. They do not have to have anything in place. Kids can go into a space of applying for this program. And it is mortifying as far as I, so I just, as a parent who's dealt with this for like the last decade, I felt really called to share because, and I can't even tell you first off how many people have said that's not real. And like it is, it's on our government websites. It is happening. Yes, they are now putting some, there's a lot of different agencies who are advocating and fighting against this as far as our youth is concerned, because it's a different story, right? Let me just, Mm -hmm. it's a different story. 18 year old dealing with. Social anxiety and depression. We've just come from like three years of a pandemic in Canada. They've Mm -hmm. been isolated. Who's not struggling right Mm -hmm. now? And that's a different story than a person at the end of their life. So I shared this. It was a very, it was it was a stretch. It was definitely an uncomfortable um, thing to share it, but I felt really called to. I can't tell you how I can't, I haven't even returned all the messages. I can't tell you all the messages I've received from people who were mortified. They were shocked that this was happening. And a number of people, which I think is really interesting, who said, you know, if this was available when I was 18, I wouldn't even be here now. That, mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful in the sense that people are in this space of, you know. Can we just normalize for a second? I'm just talking about mental health and um, depression. Can we normalize that? Like it's it's a muscle that we have to keep working on and that challenges are part of life. They're They are part of life. To know that resources aren't available and this is the resources that we're putting out government-wise, it's so scary for me. It is it's so scary, scary for me. It's, it's so scary for me. And so I've opened up a dialogue that has spread. I've had some journalists reach out. I've had some conversations. It's it's definitely, you know, it's been a moment. And as my husband, who's wonderful, he was like, are you willing to put yourself out here? Because this is really putting yourself out there. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. because I feel like I have to. And so, yes, I've had opinions from people who have, who are upset with some of the things that I've said, but they might be one or two. And I've probably got like, no joke, probably 40, 50 messages from people who have said, thank you for sharing. I had no idea. This is like, we need to speak on this. Who can we contact? What can we do? We need your voices. I don't care what the topic is. I'm just giving you an example of what I've done, what I've shared. Um, but we need your voices. And our voices can go so much further than than you could ever, ever, ever imagine. So I was really, really scared about talking about this topic because it's It's current and relevant right now. And I'm so glad I got outside of myself and did it.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. And thank you for that. Uh, The story doesn't have to be just about me, myself, and I. Uh, People say that uh, as long as it doesn't affect me and it doesn't, Affect me here and now. Then I am not uh, going to judge myself. Not, not, not care. About yeah. it. So as agreed them saying many people have yeah, become more and that's less in society. Mm.
1: It, it sadly, it's true. It, it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a bit of a survival of the fittest. Take care of ourselves. I'm not saying not to take care of ourselves, but we do tend to think. Of ourselves first. We we have to make ourselves a priority. Please don't twist the words. We have to make ourselves a priority, but we we have become a little bit more individualistic and we can make a bigger impact when we can again think outside of ourselves. Because if I can just piggyback on one thing that you just said there, Anthony, you said that um many people will hear that live or hear what I just talked about and say, well, that doesn't affect me. And I, my answer to that is it's only a matter of time before it will because I've interviewed I've done over 500 600 podcasts and um, it's a literally a one to two degree separation that every person I speak to has been affected by mental health by addiction by substance abuse by suicide they have been affected or impacted in some way shape or form it, it, it it's impossible to, to not be affected by it It's impossible to not have it reach so if it is if you if you're hearing it and you're like well that doesn't affect me, Right now is all I'm going to say right now because mm-hmm. it's going to affect all of us. It, it is it is a program they're putting into place that is going to have major implications that are going to affect far beyond us. Mm-hmm.
0: So this so, goes out there <laughs> to all the listeners or the viewers. Make your voice heard. It needs mm-hmm. to be heard. Things that concern you and your family and things that concern The society at large, you don't have to keep quiet. Speak out, come out of your box. Be vulnerable out there because that could be the only beginning point to your greatness and to the change in the society towards the better tomorrow that we want in our lives. Be the change that you want to see out there.
1: It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's literally on my wrist. I have worn that for seven years. I'm so glad you said this be the change you wish to see, because every time I get small, I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, no, I can't complain if change is not happening. If I'm not choosing to be that change, I can't. So be the change is One of my absolute go-to quotes.
0: Wow. Yeah. Change is not happening because you're not, you're not speaking out. So how can right. it happen if you're keeping quiet? Right. Wow. Wow. This has been a beautiful episode. We, uh, uh, coming to the end of it uh, our time is up but before we go we'd like you to uh, tell us if those people who are listening would want to connect with you in what way can they connect with you and what are you uh, willing to associate them with i mean co- are you coaching do you have books do you what tell us everything now tell <laughs> me.
1: yes to all the above mm-hmm. um <laughs> The, the easy way is anywhere through social media is Marsha Van W. That's my website is Marsha Van W. Um, my, my solo podcast is own your choices, own your life. And, um, my other podcast is called everybody holds a story. I'm all about stories and learning how to share them and share your voice. And I just finished recently my NLP trainers, my neuro-linguistic trainers program so i have been able to put this all these tools together in a coaching certification called outspoken to help people to learn how to trust use their voice and speak it loud so anywhere you can connect with me on you will see all of that information
0: thank you mm-hmm. and thank you for making it easy for us that's www.mashavanw. van <laughs> <laughs> More Ws. MashavanW.com <laughs> You're awesome.
1: You're yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. Honestly, I love this conversation.
0: You're most welcome. It's been an honor and a great delight to have you on our show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, but before we go, we, we always like uh, to hear some last words, some things that we should always remember, even when you're gone. What are those things? Something mm.
1: I, I always say, as I said before, like someone somewhere is always praying for the stories or the solutions that you're holding on to. Um, I think the big one for me is the story only ever has the meaning that you give it. So whatever you decide is the meaning of the story, you are correct. If you mean your if you say your story has meant that you have failed, that you are not successful, that you should like hide in your box, then you're right. That's, a, that's the meaning that you're giving the story. So the story only ever has the meaning that you give it. And every time I feel myself playing small, going back into that box, I have the conversation with myself. What are you doing, Marsha?" And it's like, no, that's, you've made that story mean something else. And so learning how to not make it mean something about ourselves, because that, when we start doing that, we then slide into self-doubt, um, self-sabotage, self-criticism. We don't need to do that. Like we don't, I mean, anybody listening to this is like, I want to learn how to use my voice, but I'm afraid of what others are going to think or say of us. It doesn't matter because you're your own biggest, biggest critic at all times. Uh, 10,000 times you are your own biggest critic at all times. So get out of your own head, get out of your own way. The story only ever has the meaning that you give it and the freedom that you can feel on the other side of learning how to be that true, authentic version of yourself. It's, it's, it is so worth it. It's so worth it.
0: Wow. From today, I'm changing my story. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most successful podcaster. I am an author, a best-selling author everywhere. And yes, I'm a motivational speaker. So I am successful everywhere that I go.
1: <laughs> well, and you're doing a thing. Listen, do you know how many people even think of starting a podcast and don't? And you're doing five episodes a week. So if you're not celebrating yourself, I am celebrating you for doing that.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm you're honored welcome. and humbled for those, uh, from those words.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah, everybody, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you around. Thanks for the comments. Please share these uh, with your friends all over. Yes, uh, at least if you're not going to speak out tonight, uh, please let us speak out to your friends. Send this to your friends, all of them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this has been Now Tell Us, and it's been a great one because of Masha van Weinsberg. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) I got it. And now we've got to go. We've got to go. It's over. The episode is over. This has been Now Tell Us. I've been your host, Anthony Morode. And together with Masha, we are saying bye for now.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, bye.